Heading into the 10th and final week of the 2022 Prospect League season, welcome back to King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast. And fans, we had some fun last week, didn't we? The Kings, five-game winning streak. It came to an end, sadly, on Sunday afternoon. But still a little bit of time to make up some ground and try for the second-half title in the Ohio River Valley Division. So I still go by games behind and the records, which I thought was the initial way to get the second half. However, I believe it's going off winning percentage because we have had a crazy weather filled 2022 PL season. So let's go ahead and start with last week's results. And again, a fun week to be had. Start off with a Home win on Monday against West Virginia, 7-3. The first time the Kings beat West Virginia in Springfield. And then there were supposed to be two doubleheaders in a row at West Virginia. And both of them got rained out. Now, one of those four games we're going to play tonight. And West Virginia is going to be the home team. Which is very weird because, well, I've worked these type of games before. They're not really home, but they're batting in the bottom of the innings. It was so weird writing that in my scorebook, too. I can't wait to call it. Which, by the way, PLTV, if you got your team pass, you got all the games, including the Road One Chilla Coffee. If you got your Prospect League pass, well, you got all the games, so you can join us as the season goes along. We'll start the pregame about 15 minutes before our first pitch scheduled. And we hope you join us for that. So again, seven to three. And then both of the doubleheaders getting rained out. Three of the four getting canceled and they will not be made up. And then a road game at Chilla Coffee. This is where the Kings offense kicks it in the high gear. They get 16 hits, 14 walks. It was not a good night for Chilla Coffee pitching by giving up that many walks. And the Kings won it 16 to nine. And there was a lot of contributors. I, I mentioned on PLTV, that was probably my f- most fun post-game recap to write this year. Just because of how crazy the game was. Had a few new faces. Jack Vogley out of Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy High School in the Cincinnati area, as the name would suggest. He picked up his first RBI and his pinch hit assignment on a bases-loaded walk. Like I said, paints with 14, and I believe the Kings had... Uh, four or five bases loaded walks for RBI. Uh, Blake Weary, he made his debut, just graduated from Beaver, Beaver Creek High School before heading to Butler Community College in Kansas. He threw two shutout innings and gave Phipps in relief, went over three and got his second win. So the Kings won that game at Chilla Coffee 16 to 9. And then the Tour du Wabash River Division. This is a very competitive division where Terre Haute and Illinois Valley are in constant battle for the second half title. And Danville, who clinched the first half, they only lost twice. So we'll start with Friday's game. Eight to six was the result. The Rex got a two run home run in their top. The first Kings matched it, got three more in the second, and they held the lead for good at that point. Let's pull up the box score and let you know as the Kings I believe that was Jake Wolf starting. No, that was Kate Cotney starting. I beg your pardon. Kate Cotney got the win. Seven innings, four earned runs, 11 hits, walked one, struck out four. I mean, this is a Rex team that led the prospect league in batting average, and I believe they still do. So 11 hits, that might sound high to you, but 
He kept the Rex offense quiet for all but two innings. So Kate Connie had himself a game. Gabe Carter, he went two innings of relief. And he gave up two earned runs on three hits, struck out two, walked nobody. The Kings only walked one on the game. And Gabe Carter, that was the last at bat he gave up those runs. It was a two RBI single. And then I believe it was Evan Laurie in right field. He threw it to the covering shortstop to tag the runner out who was trying to stretch a single to a double. And that's the Kings holding on for the win. Eight to six, the final. And offensively, Edric Badia, this is going to be a name we say a lot. Three for five with four RBI. Yeah, he had himself a game. Matt Mercer, one for four with two RBI. Patrick Fultz, two for four with an RBI. Smekowski, three for four. And Trey Carter, one for four. As the Kings pounded out 10 hits, the Rex got 14, but Kings won it eight to six. And that was three straight wins for Champion City. Now comes Danville. This is a Danville team that has pretty much dominated the season in the Wabash River in the Eastern Division, as Danville's got the best record in the Prospect League. Only one close is Chillicothe. And most of the teams in the West are barely above 500, if that. So Danville came in. It was a 2-0 lead in the first game. It was a doubleheader, which was the postponement from July 6th's second half opener at home. The Kings, they used the walk-off motion to walk off the Dans twice, and they got very good bullpen relief on both the games. For game one, it was Edric Badia going three for five for three RBI for home runs number eight and nine. Eight and nine would tie it up, send us to extras. Ninth would walk it off in the ninth. Remember, doubleheaders are just seven inning games. Pitching-wise, it was Kyler Archwell getting the start. Pitched very well in the beginning, but towards the end, gave up four earned runs, five hits, walked two, struck out six. Tyler Weinkoop in relief, gave up an unearned run on two innings, three walks, two strikeouts. And Kyle Mahan, he would not give up a run nor a hit, just one walk, and struck out two in two and a third. Kyle Mahan, by the way, he got a late start because of his Injury that he was rehabbing. He's been a nice addition to that bullpen for the Kings. And picking up his first win, he improved to one and two. So I mentioned the Kings start off with a two-nothing lead after three. Danville made it four to two. Kings tied in the fifth. Dan's were hoping the seventh inning run they scored was a walk-off. It was not. Edric Padilla led off with a solo home run to send us to extras. And then Padilla walked it off in the bomb in the ninth. As the Kings out hit the Dans 11 to 5. Second game, the Dans got the start. They led by 4 to nothing after 2. I believe it was 4 nothing. Yes, it was. I was thinking 5 nothing, but it was 5 1 after 5. So the start went to Jake Wolf, who has been impeccable as a starter. And over from the bullpen, the Beaver Creek, Ohio native, soon to be a screaming eagle with Southern Indiana. But the Dans would get the best of him. Four earned runs, five runs total on five hits in five, walking five, striking out one. He would not be in the decision. Noah Penny would, however. He's been one of the bullpen arms called on the most, the Canadian from Fort Murray, Alberta. And he went two innings, didn't give up a hit, didn't give up a run, walked two, struck out two for his first win of the year. He's now one and two. Oh, you want to hear how the Kings got the win after being down 4-0 and 5-1 after 5? 
Well, the bottom of the six happened. Dan's call on their third pitcher who had the highest ERA on the team and they wanted him to get some experience. It was a pretty rough six inning. In fact, I have to pull up the play by play to, you know, let you know how that worked out. Because again, well, I could have my scorebook, but eh, it's so far away and it's not near my table. Trey Carter flew out to start the inning, the bottom of the six. Joe Gardner walked. Cole Brennan walked. Ben Stewart singled. That loaded the bases with one out. And Connor Lockwood, yes, the starting pitcher and one of the aces on the team, Connor Lockwood. He's been the center fielder as the Kings had a massive exodus from several of the players. And one due to injury, Alex Ryan, which that Monday 73 win I mentioned, he got hit in the hand and it turned out he had a broken bone in that hand. He had to leave Springfield on Thursday. It's such a shame, too, because that dude, second year king, he is having such a great year. But sometimes that happens in baseball, and I hope Alex Ryan's recovery goes smooth so he can come back with the Valparaiso Beacons and maybe, hey, another year with the Champion City Kings. So again, Connor Lockwood, he had to play center field as Gus Gregory was pulled in the first game due to a tight hamstring. He's okay. Hopefully he'll be okay for tonight's DH against West Virginia. Connor Lockwood picked up his first RBI in just his fourth time with a bat. An RBI bases loaded walk that scored Joel Gardner. Alex Skoular, he recorded the second out, but got a sacrifice fly to score Cole Brennan. Who's also one of the newest names on the Kings team. And then Ben Stewart would score on a error, an error by the pitcher. So he tried to pick off Connor Lockwood, threw it all the way to the fence. If you know the dimensions of Carlton Davidson Stadium, there's quite a lot of room between that foul line, the first base side and the fence. So that scored Ben Stewart. Patrick Fultz will draw a walk with Lockwood going to third. So that the corners... And Evan Laurie would bring in Connor Lockwood. That tied the game up, and that was the end of Matt Haley, who pitched for Danville. He only went two-thirds and gave up all the runs, and he would take the loss. So Edric Padilla, I mentioned we're going to talk about him a lot. Well, all he did was hit a three-run home run on the 1-1 count over the left field wall to win the game for Champion City. Well to take the lead for Champion City after being down 5-1 to one and the offense not doing much before that point. Andrew Padilla's home run scored him three RBI and also scored Evan Laurie and Patrick Foltz. Then a foul out to the shortstop was the inning, but seven runs, three hits, two errors, and the Kings won it 8-5 to five with that seventh run, six. On Sunday, that's when the winning streak came to an end. The Kings held to just four hits and gave Phipps Suffered the loss, giving up 10 hits in, I believe, nearly actually five and two thirds. Why do I think he didn't go five? I don't know. But yeah, Gabe Phipps got the loss. He's now two and five, 10 hits, four earned runs, five runs, and five and two thirds. Walked two, struck out two. The Aviators' bats came alive that day after losing three of four at Johnstown. Offensively, not much to talk about since the Kings were shut out, but Trey Carter, three for three with a walk, had three of the four hits. On the day, Ben Stewart had the last one in the ninth. He went one for four. And the Kings would have their five-game winning streak snapped. Now, we were supposed to watch the doubleheader Johnstown and West Virginia. 
That got rained out Sunday, pushed back to yesterday, Monday, and it turned out the Miners and Millrats split. So to start off this week, the Kings are going to be one and a half back of Johnstown for the second half spot. And it goes by winning percentage. Johnstown is two games over 500, 13-11 at a 54.2% winning percentage. Kings at a 45.5 at 10 and 12. So basically, the winning percentage is going to be the determining factor. And, well, the basic scenario is winning you're in, pretty much. You, the Millrats have two against the Kings, three against West Virginia still. The Kings have two against West Virginia, two against Johnstown, and two against Chillicothe, who's already in the playoffs for the first half. But still, wins are important, but the Kings are playing much better as of late. I also mentioned that the Kings have a massive turnover in the past week and a half. And let's tell you who left. Ethan Kreisen left. He came in to play third base in his final day. That's 7-3 Kings win over West Virginia. So now wearing the number two jersey and the first number two, that's not Ethan Kreisen in my two years with the Kings. It's Jake Sherman. Looks like he's going to make his debut tonight or he's going to be in Springfield at least tonight. He is from Newark, Ohio and just finished his freshman year at West Liberty University. When coach John Earhart told me a West Liberty kid, I instantly thought, oh, West Liberty, just up the road from Springfield. No, this is West Liberty University in Pennsylvania. He's from Newark, which is the Columbus area. Alex Ryan, I mentioned, left due to an injury. Uh, J.R. Hevlin left to get ready for his year at Western Illinois, the Levernecks for D1 ball. Uh, Aaron Miller left. Jonas Sutton left. I'm looking through um, Matt Mercer left trying to remember all this with the current roster. Matt Mercer left after the Rex win. He was one of the catchers. And I mentioned Sutton leaving and J.R. Hevelin leaving and Ethan Kreisen leaving and Evan Wagner leaving a while ago. That means Joel Garner is the lone catcher. That doubleheader against Danville, he went four for five with a walk in both of those games. So he had himself a day. But yeah, only one catcher at this point. Carson Clark is a new name. He got his first start and left for the Kings against Lafayette. Jason Smakowski left. Nick Dolan left a while back and taking his number is Cole Brennan from Anderson High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just finished his first year at Rio Grande and transferring to Chattanooga State for 2023. Uh, let's see who else. Jack Vogley, I mentioned, made his debut, got an RBI, bases loaded walk, and the first home appearance, he re-aggravated his hamstring, which he hurt in the last week of playoffs for CHCA. He's gone. I mentioned Matt Mercer already left. And yeah, that's it. So we've had a few new names come in. Uh, Carson Clark, he went hitless, but most of the Kings did against Lafayette, so looking forward to see what he can do. Cole Brennan, he didn't get a hit in the doubleheader against Danville. A couple walks, though, for Cole Brennan. And I feel like, oh, Blake Weary out of Beaver Creek. He's new. Uh, he just graduated from Beaver Creek High School, and I mentioned soon to head to Butler Community College in Kansas. So, yeah, a lot of turnover and a few bats for the Kings. They are adding players. They've had a bunch since those losses. And I wouldn't be surprised to see new names as we get closer to the end of the season. 
because, you know, having one catcher kind of stinks and you like some depth to that. Joe Garner's a great player, but what if he goes down? Who's catching them? So that's that's the big question there. So a little bit of turnover. Uh, pitching staff largely unaffected. I did mention Aaron Miller left. So now there's only four starters, Wolf, Phipps, Cotney and Lockwood. Gender uh, Skevich has started one, but he hasn't started since that one in late June, early July. So it'll be interesting to see how this last week shakes out, which, by the way, read something like this. I already mentioned doubleheader tonight at home against West Virginia. The Miners will be the home team in the first game, which basically means they're on the bottom of the scoreboard still have home fans i don't know if minor fans travel that well hopefully they do it's i mean it's it's not close springfield ohio to beckley west virginia south end of the state but it's always nice to hear fans making the trip so we'll see and then tomorrow and thursday johnstown in town at chilla coffee friday hosting chilla coffee saturday and the king's hoping they do enough this week to get to play chilla coffee on the road sunday for the eastern Division finals, which is one game winning in, losing done. Well, let's look at the stats now for Champion City. This is a team that is hitting collectively. It was 259, but now it's 258 after the loss to Lafayette. 258 batting average, slugging percentage at 35%, and an on base percentage at 36.6 with 26 home runs. This year, not a lot of stolen bases, not a lot of extra base hits. In fact, towards the bottom of extra base hits, doubles, uh, 15th, triples, last with three, and home runs. It's gotten better as of late. Uh, Carlton Davidson has been very good to Kings hitters. On the road, though, I believe it's five. Coming into that uh, last Chilla Coffee one, not the 16-9 one, but the one before that, I think there was only two. But it's been a little tough year. Fourth in sacrifice hits, however, for the Kings. But we've had some good performers on this team. Let's go ahead and flip through the coach's view. Jason Smekowski will leave with a batting average of 331 and 14 RBI. Patrick Fultz now is your uh, best hitter by average, 304 with 24 RBI and a home run. Matt Mercer leaves 302 with four home runs and 23 RBI. He was having a great comeback last week, and it's sad that he left. He has a deviated septum that he's getting uh, surgery on today, but still sucks that he left. I think he would have been a nice piece to go with. Sean Kalenic left with a 301 average. Edric Padilla, 277 with 10 home runs. That leads the team. Uh, now six over Matt Mertz. Well, no other one has won. No other king that's still here has won. Jonah Sutton left with a 274 average. Evan Laurie's hitting 262 for 10 RBI and a home run. Alex Ryan left 259 for five RBI, excuse me, five home runs, 26 RBI. Trey Carter, 247, eight RBI. His batting average has skyrocketed. He's been a big hitter. Gus Gregory's average has been up 242 with 11 RBI and a home run. However, the big question is, is he going to be okay to play this week with his tight hamstring? Nick Dolan left 242, one home run, 12 RBI. Alex Schoolar, 222 for five RBI, no homers. 
Uh, J.R. Hevelin left 211. Joel Gardner 196 for an RBI. Uh, ben Stewart 183. His average is climbing back up. Although it's 183, his average, he has drawn 16 walks, second to only Gus Gregory's 21 and Patrick Fultz's 25. So I guess that'd be third to those two, but you get the drift. Cole Brennan, he went 0 for 5 with two walks in his first two games. Carson Clark went 0 for 3 in his first game. Carter Lockwood is 0 for 7 with an RBI. It was a bases loaded walk, his only walk. And Jack Vogley did not get a chance to bat. His only at-bat brought in a run, an RBI, and a walk, which is such a shame. He has a really nice swing, and I think he would have done great for our champion city. And hopefully that's a name we can see in 2023's team, as Vogley will head to the University of Cincinnati. Scott Guggen's team. Pitching-wise, like I mentioned, most of the team has been intact. Uh, most of the pitching staff has been intact, I should say. Only one loss, Aaron Miller. Joel Gardner, one appearance, walked two, but that was it. No ERA for him. Evan Laurie came out of the bullpen through three innings. Uh, shutout ball, but the lead, lead batter that he faced in that eighth came home on a walk. It was that seven to six West Virginia win at Springfield. A few weeks ago, Blake Weary, ERA of three and two appearances. He's done well. Kyle Mahan, 3.38 ERA, a save, one win, two losses. Cade Cotney, our first starter, nine starts, 11 appearances, three and four, with a 4.15 ERA, 52 innings. Connor Lockwood, 4.45 ERA, five and two, with 12 appearances and 10 starts. I believe Lockwood is scheduled to start game one against West Virginia. Gabe Carter, a 4.56 ERA with 12 calls from the pen. No saves, no record. Uh, Jake Wolf, 3-1 record, 4.70 ERA, 5 starts, and that's 8 appearances out of the pen. Gabe Phipps, 9 starts, 13 appearances, 4.85 ERA. Jonathan Ray, 5.68 in the pen, 1 win, 2 losses, 10 appearances. By the way, Gabe Phipps has a save. Noah Penny, one save, one win, two losses, 6.33 ERA, 15, well, 14 appearances. Next one will be his 15th. Then we have Kyra Archerwell, 6.85 ERA, one and three, nine starts, 11 appearances. When Archerwell's been good, he's been darn untouchable. When he doesn't have his best, that's why the ERA is a little up there. Trey Carter, he hasn't pitched much this year. One start, six appearances, 0-1, 8.18 ERA. Tyler Weinkoop, 8.5 ERA with 13 calls from the pen. Gender Skevich, 8.78 ERA, one loss, one start, 10 bullpen appearances. Aaron Miller, he left with 11.12 ERA, three losses, two starts, seven appearances out of the pen. And... That's your Kings with a 5.82 ERA. And the most strikeouts by a pitcher on this staff is Connor Lockwood, 66. Kate Cotney with 39. And Gabe Phipps with 45. That's been your big three starters. Your big three-headed monster starting for the Kings. And walks. You have 17 by Kate Cotney, 18 by Connor Lockwood. Uh, Gabe Carter, 15 out of his 23 and two-thirds out of the pen. Uh, Jake Wolf, 18 walks. Gabe Phipps, 29 walks. That is the most, but 55 and two thirds. That's not terrible. That's not anything to scream at home about. 
So that's your champion city Kings all together heading into the last week. As I told you, the champion city Kings schedule, let's tell you the Johnstown schedule. I told you there's West Virginia for three Kings in Springfield for two, but to kick off August, they're off today. So the Kings can get back within one game. If they went, actually you can get back within a half game. If they sweep the doubleheader, which I know sweeping doubleheaders are tough. Johnstown couldn't do it last night at West Virginia, but it's possible. So if you think about it, that could be a half game back. If the Kings play their cards right, one and a half, they split. Or if they do fall in the doubleheader, two and a half. So the Kings pretty much, they need to get on another good roll again, which I think they will. There's a great attitude in the dugout. They know it's time to focus, time to go. And I think it's possible. So that's the last five games for Johnstown. They will all be on the road, two at Springfield, the third and the fourth, Wednesday and Thursday, and then at West Virginia Friday for a doubleheader and Saturday for a single game. That's going to be very interesting to see how this wraps up, and we will recap the entire year next week and then talk about the playoffs, hopefully. So that will do it. That is your look at week nine as we head into week 10. Thank you for making us a part of your Tuesday or whenever you listen to this. This is King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast. I'm Lee W. Mowen, and I'll talk to you again on PLTV for the doubleheader tonight. 535 first pitch, 520 pregame for Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday. Five, excuse me, 635 first pitch, 620 with a pregame. And we'll talk to you then on PLTV. I'm Lee. I'm signing off and we'll talk to you soon on Prospect League TV.